Can I get a oh yeah? Welcome to Podcast My Brand, where we help you launch your branded podcast, get better at the craft of podcasting, grow your audience, and make cash from your show. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor of Podcast Town. Let's get to it. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. All right, folks, we have a very special show today. We have with us Alicia Butler-Pierre. How are you? Elsie, that is an intro unlike any other. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you doing? I am doing really good. I'm doing a lot of podcasting, and so that's my happy place, so I'm great. I hear you. That's awesome. So you are a, what we call, veteran podcaster. So why don't you take a little bit of time and tell us about your podcast? Oh, wow. I didn't realize I was a veteran. So I have, thank you for that, Elsie. I have been podcasting since June of 2018. So it's coming up on four years. The name of my show is the Business Infrastructure Curing Back Office Blues podcast. And I've had the very good fortune of having you on my show as a guest, Elsie. And it's a weekly show. And it's really focused on the operations of these fast-growing small businesses. So you know how there's so much focus and effort and attention spent on sales and marketing, publicity, branding, and obviously for very good reasons. But what happens, Elsie, behind the scenes, behind the curtain, when you when you look underneath the, the proverbial hood, those are the kinds of things that we talk about on the show so that people can actually make sure that they can meet the fast-growing demand from their customers and their businesses. So that's what we talk about. Very cool. Now, I know you have a really good answer to this next question. Tell me a little bit about some podcast rain, something that has happened to you, for you, through you because of your show. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't even know where to begin. Well, I will say this. I was on another podcast a few hours ago and someone was asking me about my journey. And I said, you know, the first thing that really started to change the trajectory of my business was when I wrote a book. But what happened, what what gave my business that tipping point, so to speak, was the podcast. And I started the podcast as I was writing my book. And Elsie, especially pre-COVID, oh my gosh, I was on a roll. And you know, when you're podcasting, you get to meet so many different people. They extend these opportunities to you, whether it, it could be speaking engagements, paid client sessions, it could be uh, in VIP invitations to special events, all of these things that would have never happened were it not for the podcast. I think most recently, someone, and this, this really warmed my heart, this was a lady out of Chicago, and she reached out to me and she said, I've been listening to your podcast because I have been earnestly looking for information about small businesses and operations. And it is so difficult to find that kind of information. And it turns out, Elsie, she is the program director for a small business incubator in Chicago, specifically for women business owners. And she said, we have this nine-week program, we have a cohort, and I'm tired of bringing in people who don't specialize in operations to talk about operations. So that's an opportunity that came about specifically because of 
the podcast. Very cool. And being a former recovered operations person, I really appreciate your show <laughs> just because I, I love to the way you format your show. It's amazing how you can see the thoughtfulness and the strategy behind the planning where, you know, we talk about all the time what makes a great podcast, right? A lot of that is strategy. So other than strategy, mm. how do you get better as a podcaster? Oh, gosh, I'll tell you a, a really something that has been very helpful to me, and, and I didn't realize it until people started asking me that very same question, but Toastmasters, and I've been a Toastmaster for many, many years, long before I started podcasting, but just being very natural, podcasting is a form of public speaking, and I never, I don't know about you, Elsie, but I never thought about it that way until I would ask certain people who are very vocal on social media to come onto my show as a guest and they would clam up and just refuse to not be a guest. And that was always so interesting to me. And one day someone said, you know, Alicia, you have to remind yourself, this is a form of public speaking. Yeah, it's one thing to be a keyboard gangster, right? And no <laughs> one sees, no one can see you and you can type all kinds of stuff out there on online and on social media. But when you do something like a podcast, it's recorded and it's out there forever, Ever. right? Forever. <laughs> it's like film. Film is forever. So what was your original question? <laughs> so, so in addition to strategy, strategy, yes. how do you get better at the craft of podcasting? Consistency. And I think anytime it's like any, I always think of, um, there's a, a joke that my husband and I have between each other uh, years ago when Alan Iverson was you know, he was given a hard time because he didn't want to practice, right? He's like, I'm already good. I don't need to practice. But anyone who is excellent at their craft, whether it's a musician, actors, business people, leaders, public speakers, they will all tell you they practice. So the more you do it, the better you get. I just had a conversation with someone who was expressing he was expressing concern about his podcast. And he said, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm thinking I should get rid of this. I don't know if it's something that I should do. And I said, well, how long have you been doing this? Oh, for nine months. I'm like, you haven't done it long enough yet. <laughs> you don't have any skin in the game yet. You have to keep doing it. And I think, Elsie, you know, in our society, we, we're in a society of instant gratification. And so the thought of doing something long-term or being in it for the long game, which is definitely what podcasting is, I think that can be disheartening to a lot of people who are looking for a quick fix. Oh, I want to get my brand. I want to podcast my brand and I'm going to do a, a show and it's automatically just going to go viral. And that's, that's just not the way it works, especially if you aren't a celebrity or if you don't start a podcast, for example, having some other form of notoriety, mm -hmm. you just have to be in it for the long game. And the best thing that you can do is to continuously practice. And the best, the only way you can practice is to consistently do it. I'm not suggesting that you necessarily podcast every single day of the week, but at least do it weekly, bi-weekly if you can. Mm-hmm. Definitely agree. I mean, it does take about nine months to create a human. So, um, you know, <laughs> it takes Great time. Point. These things take time. Great point. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, so, Alicia, do you like to play trivia? Um, 
Well, um, the hesitation. <laughs> <laughs> that that gives you your answer, doesn't it, Elsie? Yes. No, but I am, you know, I am willing to try. Yeah. It's one of those questions. I don't know if, if this happened to you when you were growing up, but my mom would say, hey, Elsie, you feel like washing the dishes? She didn't mean like, she wasn't really a question. It was more like right. a nice way of her saying that, yeah, this this is about to happen. So. <laughs> All right, Alicia, I am going to give you six categories. Science, history, arts, entertainment, general, or geography. Which one would you like? Let's go with history, Alex, for $300. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're going to give me a hard time, I see. (laughs) All right. What year was the mm. ice cream cone patented in the UK? What oh, year wow. was the <laughs> ice cream cone patented in the UK? In the UK. Wow, Elsie. Um Okay, I'm going to say 1938. You would be wrong, <laughs> but 1902, I mean, you were oh, okay. relatively okay. close. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Not really. Off by 36 years, but yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> right, let's do a couple more. Um, okay. Arts, science, <laughs> entertainment, geography, or general? Let's go with entertainment for $500, please. <laughs> At what U.S. city did Bugs Bunny traditionally lament taking a left turn? At what U.S. city did Bugs Bunny traditionally lament taking Mm. a left turn? I remember him being in the desert, so I'm going to guess that it's somewhere west, southwest. So was it Las Vegas? You know, your thought process was really good. I'll commend (laughs) you because you're wrong. (laughs) But... (laughs) I like the way you, you know, you kind of work backwards into that. You know, you're reminding me of, um, what is it? Uh, who wants to be a millionaire where they're like, well, Pete, where the, the contestants will kind of talk their way to like, okay, so Bugs Bunny. And actually, I'm now that I think about it, I'm thinking about the Roadrunner. The Roadrunner would be in the desert, right? And he'd kick up the dust. And yeah, so. Well, I mean, the Which answer is, is Albuquerque. But I like the, I like oh, the direction. I mean, you were okay. you were Al- yeah. Okay. You were getting, you were getting okay. there. You were getting there. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Let's do right. one more. Okay. Let's do history or science. Let's go with science. Okay, I'm not gonna give you that one. I'm already uh, eight hundred dollars <laughs> in the hole at this point, so I'm gonna just do this one for free. All right. <laughs> Which colors? are the extreme ends of the visible color spectrum. With their engineering background, I think you're going to get this one. I would say blue and 
red. I'm thinking of the chakras. So it's either red and purple or like red and blue. Well, I can't give you either or. You have to commit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, we will say red and indigo. How about that? Oh, you were so close. Red and violet. <laughs> well, purple is kind of like violet and well, it's said, all the same you, family, You said LZ. red and violet, and I was like, okay, I she's said... got it. And then you talked yourself out of it. Oh, wow. Okay. Age-old question. Every podcaster okay. on the face of the planet wants to know, how do you grow your audience? Oh, gosh. That is... A very loaded question. There's so many ways, as you know, Elsie, because you've been doing, you're also an OG podcaster. What I have come to appreciate is that we all have different preferences for how we consume content. And I'll use myself as an example. There are people on my newsletter list who for, I would say about the first two years of my show, didn't realize there was a show. Then there would be people who listened to the podcast who didn't even realize I had a business. Everything was disconnected. And I, I didn't have an appreciation for that because people come in from different vantage points. We like to think that, oh, everyone starts off at our company's website or what, whatever your main online presence is. But that's not necessarily true. Someone may find you through your podcast initially and then maybe eventually work their way to your social media profiles. They may then look at your websites, if you have a book, whatever else you have going on online. But the reverse could be true. Some people may find you on Twitter, for example. And if they don't see you posting about your podcast, they won't know that you have a show. So it's really important to have cross-promotion across every single channel that you use. I've been adopting this word lately um, as part of my vernacular, LZ, and that's omni-channel. And we really do have to be that way. Even if you are just a one man or a one woman operation, you have to think along those lines because people, again, we have different ways that we consume our content. I can tell you right now, I listen to the majority of my podcasts, LZ, through YouTube. So if you have a show and it's not on YouTube, I'm probably going to miss it. And I do have a podcast app on my phone, but the only time I use my phone app is when I'm driving. So I have to have heard about your podcast somewhere else. Did I see it on Twitter? Was it mentioned in a LinkedIn post that I happened to read? Was it, was it mentioned in an article that I read somewhere on someone's blog? So that would be my advice to everyone. You have to, and again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but you really do have to be consistent and not give up because it's an awkward feeling, as you know, when you're, you're constantly putting information out there and you don't hear anything back. I mean, crickets. And some advice that I received when I first started that I would like to share with your audience, Elsie, is you know that you're on your way with your podcast. When people that you don't know start to reach out to you and tell you that they've heard your show, because in the beginning, it'll be your friends and your family, you know, people in your immediate network who already know you. But when you truly get complete strangers who start reaching out to you and leave these amazing reviews and they start, you know, DMing you, sending you emails, 
that is when you know, okay, there's some folks out there who are listening and they actually like it. So last question before we head into our bonus round, what encouragement would you have for people who are considering a podcast, but they feel that everybody has a podcast? What would you say to them? I would say you should still go for it because you have something very unique to offer to the marketplace. And yes, there are what, LZ, like over 2 million podcasts right, uh, right now, but I think about half of those, so right at about a million are actually active, meaning content is consistently being put out on, on those particular podcasts, but you should absolutely do it. It's kind of like asking at this point, Elsie, well, I want to start a business, but should I? Mm, I don't know, because that space, do it, because I'm telling you, it is it's so easy to think of our shows, and I know you mentioned this at the very beginning of your show about making money off of your show, and absolutely, it's fantastic if you can get sponsors and advertisers, but don't be dismayed if you don't get that right away. You have to look at your show as a business development tool. If I can just explain something really quickly that I just finished doing on my podcast, Elsie, I just completed 13 episodes where it's an audio masterclass on business infrastructure. And you know what I'm doing with that? It was like, screw the sponsors. You know, I don't, I don't care about advertising. I don't care about any of that stuff. I want to get this content out to people. Now, when people start contacting me, asking about my company's services, I can now direct them to those podcast episodes and they can go and listen to that. And then I follow up with them and ask them, did you like what you heard? Did it make sense? Because this is an example of the kind of work that we could do together and they're sold. So there's so many ways that you can leverage your podcast. I don't want your listeners to think that there's only one path to monetization because it just isn't true. You can leverage that podcast in so many different ways. So that audio masterclass is actually about to become part of an online course. It's going to be supplemental material. And I would have never thought to have done something like that had I not already been podcasting. And again, it, it's just opened up the doors for so many business development opportunities. I mean, that's how you and I met was through podcasting. And we're now still friends. And, you know, what, two, two years, two, three years later, I don't even remember how long ago it was, Elsie, but we've seen each other at a conference, a podcast conference. So, and I know that something now that things are starting to open back up a bit more, you know. I don't know if we can truly safely say we're post-COVID, but now that things have started to settle down a bit from COVID, I'm excited to see what you and I are going to be able to do together. I totally agree with all the above. Now, Alicia, you, you struck me as a pretty honest, upstanding person. But for this next segment, <laughs> here's how oh, it's going to I want you to tell me three things about yourself. Two of them are okay. going to be true, and one of them, you are going to lie to me. And my mission is to figure out which one of those things is the lie. I forgot you were going to ask this question. I should have came prepared, Elsie. Okay. Um, first, my former career is in chemical engineering. I am also a Navy veteran, and okay. I also am a potter potter mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Well, I know for sure one of those things is true because I know. I you know. know. One is true. <laughs> Which is probably why you said it. Um. I think you. <laughs> this is good. You're good. You're good. Okay. <laughs> I, I. I am going to say you are a Navy veteran. You are not a potter. That is a lie. I hate having to buzz myself. It's much more fun to buzz you guys. (laughs) 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 Pottery? Spontaneous combustion. What is that about? Yes. I love pottery. It's so relaxing working with your hands and and it's chemistry and it's it's engineered. I love it. I absolutely love it. I wish I could do more of it. Got it. Well, all right. Well, can't win them all. Alicia, <laughs> if people want to reach out to you, learn more about your podcast, your business, how can they do that? The best way is through my personal website, which is a hub for things about my book, my podcast, my business, social media. And that is Alicia Butler Pierre. Com. My first name is spelled A-L-I-C-I-A and then Butler Pierre. And Pierre is with two R's. Dot com. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, LZ. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Podcast My Brain. If you got value from the show, join our email list for show updates and exclusive tips on building trust, growing influence, and increasing authority with your podcast brand. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you guys next time.